tonight we're going to talk about the situation in Brazil, which is obviously very critical, um, both from the point of view of the pandemic and also from the political point of view. Raquel, who is um, a Brazilian socialist activist and an activist with um, Workers' Liberty as well, who is going to speak for about 15 minutes about both those, both those issues about the pandemic and about the political crisis in Brazil. Thanks for joining us today. So I'm going to be talking about, as, as Cathy said, Bolsonaro's Brazil and the pandemic and both the situation with the pandemic in Brazil um, in different parts of Brazil with the indigenous people and so on, but also a bit about the political landscape, what has been going on in Bolsonaro's government and a tiny little bit about the Black Lives Matter movement in Brazil that has been growing in the past few weeks. So um, first, some kind of just general statistics for, for introduction. Um, Brazil right now has, has passed a million cases of coronavirus um, and has about 57,000 deaths. And our daily death toll is of around 1,000. But I think today's, yesterday's numbers were 1,400 um, people who died. Um, the federal government response from the beginning was of um, fir firstly discredit the World, the World Health Organization or even the, exist the existence of the coronavirus at all um, and they have not, well the president himself Bolsonaro has not established any measures at all for coronavirus either in terms of social distancing, testing. Um, he has now just opened the first um, provisional hospital um, that has been opened by the, by the presidential government just a couple of weeks ago. Just, just so you have um, a scale of how, how bad things are. Luckily, um, Brazil is a very big country, it has 26 states, and the states have some autonomy in what they do. Um, so do cities, but unfortunately, um, maybe fortunately, the the public money is mostly centralised in the in the hands of the federal government. Only about ten percent of that money goes to states and city governments, local governments in general. So even though they can they can do some things like um, some states have lockdown. Um, or introduce social distancing measures, they don't have the money to pay people to stay home. Um, as you all probably know, Brazil is, a, is an incredibly unequal country um, and loads of people are learning less than the minimum salary and barely have enough to eat when they go to their, their job, let alone staying at home without, without getting any pay for it. Uh, Okay, so um, the federal government, well, the Congress approved and the president was kind of pushed to approve um, an aid of 600 reais a month. Just so you have a scale of how much that is, the minimum salary in Brazil, which is already shamefully low, is 900 reais a month. Um, so that's the aid that people are getting um, for the whole families many times during coronavirus to stay at home. Um, these are just a couple of graphs of how the pandemic is going. So it's not plateaued yet. Um, we don't think it has reached a peak. Um, 
it's it it just keeps growing because measures are not being taken properly um this is just a little um graphic i've seen going around on the internet which is about um bolsonaro's reactions um things that he said in the media um when he was asked um what he was going to do about coronavirus from the first death in brazil to the point when there were 35,000 deaths um stuff like when there were a thousand deaths of coronavirus he was saying why are you asking me about coronavirus deaths i i am not a grave digger i shouldn't i shouldn't be concerned with this um to 35,000 deaths when he just decided that he wasn't going to give any data about coronavirus deaths anymore to the world health, to the world health organization or the un or any international bodies at all um so brazil is a huge country and coronavirus has hit in different ways because different governments um have taken different measures the worst hit states are sao paulo and rio um because they have the biggest cities also the most connected ones sao paulo is where the pandemic reached brazil quite kind of anecdotally it's quite telling that the pandemic reached brazil in a kind of high society party um with some people that had just come from holidays in italy but the first death was of a, a maid of one of the people in that party um that in the that that kind of relationship has has been seen throughout throughout the pandemic where um rich people right in the beginning were the most affected by having the disease but the deaths are overwhelmingly of of working class people um the very north of brazil is um as you can imagine because the amazon forest is here um is very deprived dies this big image of the mass graves is is from the state of amazonas in the north of brazil that um in which the health system collapsed really really fast and um and there were no places to to bury people at all so there were mass graves there were people just dropping bodies on the streets because there was nowhere to bury them it was um a real just completely just horrid horrid situation um in the northeast where the governments what are kind of traditionally a little bit more left wing the the curve has been plateauing because um some social distancing measures measures have been taken and in sao paulo and rio which are the worst hit states they have just reopened um commerce and shops and even though as you saw in the previous slide um the cases had not plateaued at all have not even peaked yet um so i thought it was kind of important to talk also a little bit about indigenous people about 800,000 people in brazil are are indigenous and it has been said by specialists that they are particularly vulnerable and there is a risk that if um the authorities don't do anything about it the indigenous population in brazil will just just be wiped out um that is one because they are they are more vulnerable to respiratory infections 
then the kind of westernized the more westernized party of Brazil, part of Brazil part of Brazil um, and respiratory infections already kill are already the number one killer of of indigenous people in Brazil and secondly because they they normally live in in close quarters um, loads of people in the same place they share bowls and utensils for meals and but and also they don't have much access to healthcare because loads of the times the tribes are quite far away from from big cities or anywhere where there's a hospital but what has happened is that these indigenous communities don't hunt and gather anymore many of them they go to markets in cities or towns in order to get food and because the government is not delivering food to them they still have to go to markets and what happens when one person brings the virus into the tribe is that pretty much everybody gets infected and and the consequence the consequences are disastrous so here's where it kind of gets as well the the pandemic and the lack of response of bolsonaro to to the pandemic has led the the media to like attack the government um, quite a lot and just the general population should be quite unhappy with the federal government in Brazil and Bolsonaro's popularity went down from from kind of 55% thinking that he had a good administration to now 25% um, of people think he has a good administration but um, what has been happening as well is that they have been taking advantage of the fact that everything that is on the media right now is about coronavirus and how the government is not responding to coronavirus to push loads of stuff that they were already planning to push um, before in Congress and Senate. One of them is uh, a bill for, private, for the privatization of the water supply in Brazil, which is still, um, is still nationalized. And um, so this bill has, is now being discussed in the Senate. Um, and this is, this is kind of like especially ironic and terrible because many favelas in Rio and Sao Paulo are really struggling to fight the pandemic because they just loads of times don't have water at all. They have water shortages very, very, very frequently. So it's just, um, it's quite difficult to do any containment measure, measures just like washing your hands or now in Brazil people they are telling people to come home from work and and take a shower and take off their clothes because people are going to work anyway um, and that just cannot be done um, without with her water um, the second one was um, was this kind of iconic interview by Bolsonaro's environment minister who said that they should take advantage of this moment where the media is almost exclusively preoccupied with COVID to let the cattle go past, meaning um, deforesting the Amazon, so to replace really big portions of the land with cattle farms. Um, yeah, uh, I just have in my notes here as well a couple of things that Bolsonaro has been has been saying to these big demos in his favor that are still happening and, and to the media all the time um, he has more and more um, been kind of openly saying that 
um, he doesn't want the Congress or the Senate to interfere with his government anymore, that he knows he has the army on his side if he needs to, if he needs to do something. He doesn't say exactly what. And that he, that he agrees with another AI5, which is the Institutional Act 5, um, which in the military dictatorship in Brazil was what allowed for cens censorship and um, political imprisonment of people that were against the dictatorship. And Bolsonaro has been throwing that on interviews all the time, saying that he is in favor of another Institutional Act number five. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> the other big drama in Brazil has been that um, Bolsonaro's son had been involved in, is, was suspected to be involved in a big, in a big corruption scheme that went on in the, in the local administration in Rio. Um, Bolsonaro's, um, Bolsonaro's justice minister, who's this guy here, Sergio Moro, who was also the judge that sent ex-president Lula to prison, um, resigned because Bolsonaro attempted, well, asked him to take control over the Rio's federal police, which is the police that is investigating his son um, over corruption. And just last week, his son, kind of chief of staff, um, was was arrested and he was found in Bolsonaro's lawyer's farm. He, he was kind of running for the police for ages, um, for for this corruption for for corruption um, charges and was found in Bolsonaro's lawyer's farm in the in the countryside of São Paulo and has been arrested. She uh, has kind of brought massive uproar. Uh, yes, so and so the investigation around Bolsonaro's son has kind of is also pointing towards Bolsonaro. Some people are hopeful that he might be impeached uh, by the end of this year. And if he is impeached by the Supreme Court because um, and they go after his whole kind of slate, that would mean that he's impeached and also the vice president is impeached and we would have new elections. I am not hopeful that that's going to happen. Um, the Supreme Court has been throwing around quite a lot during this pandemic saying that they're going to do this and that, and it just gets overthrown um, by the government. I, I don't think that Bolsonaro is going to be impeached and we're going to have new elections, but I guess people can hope. And I'm just reaching 15 minutes, but I'm going to take a couple more minutes to talk about this. Um, and Black Lives Matter, Vidas Pretas Importam, which, um, so since um, the movement started in the States, there were kind of small demonstrations going on in Brazil as well. The demonstrations have become kind of bigger and bigger, mostly because of these two boys that you can see the pictures of. Um, Miguel Otavio, who was... Um, a son of a domestic worker who was who went to work despite the pandemic and had to take her son because she didn't have a she didn't have a place to leave him because schools are closed in in the place where he's from in his Um went to walk 
the boss's dog and briefly left her six-year-old son with her boss for around 15 minutes. In that time, her boss, um, the, the boy started crying. Her boss said to the boy that he could go looking for his mom. He got in the lift, ended up going to the top floor of the building and fell from there and died. Um, so that's the first story. And the second story is of Jean Pedro on top who was killed by, by the police in a, in a favela in Rio. The police entered his house. He was apparently killed by 20 shots. The police took him away and told his, told his family he was in hospital. And only two days later, his family was, were, would find out that he, he was dead and he was dead the whole time. This is a 14-year-old boy who kind of, it doesn't really matter if he had any connection with kind of drug trafficking, but it, it seems like he didn't at all. And the police entered this house where most of the people there were children and a single mother and killed this boy with various shots. So these two cases kind of like ramped up the Black, Li the Black Lives Matter movements in Brazil. Um, Another thing was that the Supreme Court said the, that all the interventions, the police interventions in Rio and Sao Paulo into the favelas by the military police should be stopped. And they, wasn't, they were not stopped. And the police is still going in, which is when they killed João Pedro. Um, and just a bit of data here. This is just the number of people killed by the police in Rio, in the city of Rio alone, only in the first three months of each year. Um, so you can see people a day are killed by the police in Rio. Um, every day, it's just um, fucking appalling. Um, and finally, um, this news that the Bolsonaro government has excluded um, reports of police violence in this kind of big report about violations of human rights in Brazil that was supposed to be prepared by the government itself, which seems um, counterintuitive, but yeah, has excluded anything about police violence um, for saying the data was inconsistent with the reality. Um, okay, so I'm, I'm going to stop here. I hope this was a, a kind of big enough overview feel free to ask me any questions we can discuss <laughs>